Welcome to LinkedIn Smart, a podcast revealing secrets to success on LinkedIn. Each week, we interview one remarkable person willing to share their best strategies. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the interview. Here is our host, Vitek Ladislav. In today's episode of LinkedIn Smart Podcast, we are going to talk about lead generation, LinkedIn advertising, and other LinkedIn business strategies. The guest speaker is an expert in digital marketing strategies, Yoel Israel. So Yoel, thank you very much for your time and talking to us today. It's absolutely awesome to have you here. And Yoel, before, uh, before we start, I, I always ask all my, my guests on the podcast, the simple question, how have you started with LinkedIn? So is there any story about it? Um, how did you start with LinkedIn? Yeah, so I remember being active on it when it was just a CV platform, my undergrad, uh, when I was in Philadelphia studying finance, international business. And uh, we were using it to just basically, you'd like copy paste your CV on and you use it as a way to find internships and jobs and hopefully careers when we graduated. I had one teacher, Janice Moore Campbell, she had uh, invited me to a special class as she was trying about business professionalism, mostly finance students from the business school. A lot of really cool things, anything from like about how to dress formally, how to match your socks, your shoes. But also there's a lot about uh, getting your CV to be perfect. And uh, we included LinkedIn and getting on there too. And she had an extremely high standard and I love the meticulousness. And it kind of sort of really got me on LinkedIn more. It made me take it very seriously. And since then, I haven't really looked back, you know, only learned to love it more. That's interesting. Interesting. You, you start up as a probably majority, majority of us, you know, way, way back um, with, the, with the LinkedIn profile. But when did it strike you? When, when was that aha moment and when you realized that actually that can be something really interesting for, for your business, for the, for the lead generation? Right. That's a lot more recently, about four years ago, the introduction of LinkedIn lead generation forms. So we're a LinkedIn ads and Google ads agency and we were... We were mostly using, and we, we serve B2B and technology companies uh, doing lead gen. And four years ago, before the introduction of lead gen forms and basically introduction of almost all of the features that they have now, uh, we were doing most of our spend on Google and very little on LinkedIn. And then once they introduced lead gen forms, I went all in first for myself before I tested on my clients, the lead generation forms. And I was able to rapidly grow and book, um, and just had my business blew up because of it. Because especially because I had the first mover advantage. Um, and what I told people, what I do for myself on LinkedIn, I'm able to do for you. And when I was able to do that and score my first big enterprise client from that, then I was like, okay, this, this shit's for real. And th that was probably a big pivoting moment when it came to being LinkedIn is the lead gen forms. Mm -hmm. You're talking about lead gen forms. Can you explain a little bit more about, about it? Because uh, there, are, there are many people who probably do not know they have just a free LinkedIn account and they don't really know, you know what they can do if they're going to pay for, for the LinkedIn, how lead gen forms can help them in their business. Right. So just so people know, I'm talking about advertising specifically, not, not organic, not engaging as an individual, but advertising as an organization. And you may have seen these on Facebook and Instagram and Google's actually rolling it out. Now it's an alpha for YouTube. Uh, we're testing it for some clients. What we do is you, uh, what you do is, is in a click, you see an ad, let's say to download a white paper or sign up for something. Instead of clicking on the ad and getting to a landing page where you fill out a form, you click the ad and immediately, because it doesn't even go to the landing page, it's on LinkedIn's platform. And it has all the information about you, your first name, last name, email, phone number, job title, country, company, any information that people have about you, which is that you give over to LinkedIn, which is a lot more than you think, automatically populates in the forms. 
So all you have to do is click submit and then you submit the form, making it much easier for you as someone who wants to get that information, sign up for something or download something. And the, as the advertiser makes it very easy because the information is accurate, quick, there's no loading time, right? The most important, it's pre-populated and then conversion rates are multiple better than if you were to send them your landing page. And so the setup is much easier too because you don't have to make a whole landing page with the design. It's very simple. It takes the design from the banner. It takes the design from your logo. It already grabs that from the ad. All you have to do is add uh, 90 characters of a headline and 160 characters of a description. You mentioned that uh, you're a lead generation agency and you've done things on uh, Google ads and Facebook ads. How would you compare that um, the other ads as a, in, in a Google and Facebook compared to, to LinkedIn ads? And what do we need to know kind of like a nitty gritty or basic stuff um, about, about LinkedIn advertising? If you're not doing B2B, LinkedIn ads is not relevant. Generally speaking, there are some exceptions. If you're trying to target high net worth individuals or professional place to make such big donations or things, there are certain things. Um, like you want to target people in the C-suite for something and fundraising. But let's just say other than that, if you're not on B2B, don't use LinkedIn. If you're in B2B in general, I mean, you're, you should be using LinkedIn and Google. And then there are some other platforms. There's Quora, Reddit, Tabula that you can also use. Uh, and then, then there are a whole another list of other ABM B2B special platforms that I'm not going to go into here. What's great about LinkedIn is you can target any person that you want. So you think about it, right? You can actually target Tim Cook from Apple mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. You can say, I want to show him ads. Business profiles, if he's logged in anywhere with it, anywhere else you can off the platform because LinkedIn has a network of over a thousand companies of websites where they show their ads. So you can show ads to him. I mean, it will be expensive, but you can. You can't do that on any other platform. You can't say, I want to target C-suite or certain decision makers or security analysts at any company, at any enterprise, right? at any, any industry, with any job function, any location, however you want to segment it. You can only do that on LinkedIn. But you should know, Google's unique is that you have intent. When you have search, you have the intent, so it's lower funnel. So your quality of leads of the target audience on LinkedIn will be extremely high. After optimization, when you work with us, it should be north of 95%, should be quality leads. However, on Google, you'll get a lot more junk because people might be searching, filling out a form, but they're not your target audience. But of those that are, they're much lower funnel and closer to a sale. So you have to use them both. Mm-hmm. And then the other advantage to Google is remarketing. Remarketing on Google is much cheaper. So you can reach people easily and boldly with Google Display Network, the banners, the image ads you see on the internet, and on YouTube, which I think is the most underrated way to advertise. Mm-hmm. Um, but on LinkedIn, is much more expected to remarket. You have the high cost for clicks, but you can do remarketing, but also add layers. Make sure they work at these certain companies, or at least this has this seniority, or work in these industries, or these job functions. So therefore, you're not showing your remarketing ads on people that, let's say, even if they did convert, that they would be disqualified. Mm-hmm. You earlier mentioned that the LinkedIn advertising is basically more suitable for those who are selling B2B services rather than from, from B2C. What would you say, like, how do you start normally with the clients of yours? So the number one thing you would do on LinkedIn is you want to install the Insight tag. Put that on your website, all your subdomains. What you're able to then do is you're able to get unique data about people that visit your website, whether they came through LinkedIn or not, just like if you install the Google Analytics or the Facebook, that you don't get any other platform. So you can see actually what companies visited your website, what job functions, from what countries you already made from Google Analytics. But what job titles, what company size, right? These are things you get to know. Mm-hmm. So we work with our clients and we tell them to work with their salespeople that every day they should go in and see what companies viewed their website yesterday and today. 
And if any of them are already leads, now's a good time to reach out to them because they're back on your site. And they're comparing you to other vendors. Um, so that's definitely the first thing you should do, absolutely. Is there any size of the company you normally work with or um, who, would, who would be most suitable to? Because I, I understand that LinkedIn advertising um, might be costly. So I'm not really sure if, if it's really for like a small business owners, it's more for, for a bigger size companies or medium sized companies. Would that be a fair assumption to say? Um, it's more about budgets and your priorities. So, I mean, even if you're a small company, you can really prioritize LinkedIn ads. So the amount of small companies that did a lot of events until the pandemic, and then they took that budget and put it to ads. So if you focus it on ads, and that's fine. But I mean, for us, we only work with you. You have to have at least like $11,000 in ad spend for a retainer and ad spend mm -hmm. for it to do LinkedIn and Google with us. We do LinkedIn and Google together mm -hmm. because as I mentioned earlier, they serve different purposes and actually support each other. Okay, okay. If I understand correctly, LinkedIn ads are a little bit more expensive, but more focused. Much more expensive, often. Not always. Some keywords are very competitive, but it's significantly expensive. Uh, okay, all right. Are there any, any specific industries which uh, do well on, on LinkedIn with LinkedIn advertising? Uh, I'm going to answer that in two ways. I'm going to get a lot of clarity to your audience. First, I think you need an ACV, an annual customer value, your revenue that you should get per year should be at least $30,000 mm -hmm. because LinkedIn calls per clicks are high, but very worth it. It's worth the money, every penny. But in order to recoup that and the conversion rate in the funnel, you should be making about $30,000 a year, at least revenue for a new client. But even within those, there's some that LinkedIn isn't good for. And those, if you're B2B, if you're trying to reach like blue collar professionals that aren't on LinkedIn. So let's say you're selling to uh, car mechanics, nail salons, laundromats, right? These are all you're doing B2B, you're selling, you're supplying them. These individuals aren't on LinkedIn. They don't even have a profile. So it's not like they have a profile, they don't check it and you can cross target them across. Mm -hmm. There's no way to reach them. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the only time. So those are the two criteria is make sure you're not targeting blue collar, more or less, there are exceptions, mm -hmm. um, and make sure your ACV is at least $30,000 a year. Mm -hmm. What are the successful strategies that you implement for the companies to, to really generate good quality leads from LinkedIn? Well, first off, I mean, it's really understanding your audience. And sometimes you try to understand this before, but sometimes you have to understand this. This might even take a couple months to see who doesn't just interact and fill out forms and leads, but also who actually becomes opportunities. That's when it gets the hardest, is that you can do on-platform optimization and set up and understand the platform really well and get calls per leads that you're happy with. And you can look at LinkedIn profiles. You can say, these are great. But then what happens if you discover, it'll take a few months and we're like, okay, we're not getting any opportunities from here. So how do we go about? And that's where things get tricky. And that's where you actually kind of need to reverse engineer and find out the opportunities that you do have. What were their job titles, job functions? How long were they at their, their current employer? Or what content did they download and consume before they requested a, a demo or a free trial? Even if it's gonna cost us more per lead, we know we're going to get more revenue per spend than we would otherwise. We're talking about lead generation on LinkedIn, but um, let me dip into LinkedIn as a general platform. Do you think that there is a, there is a value in being more visible on the platform? And if so, what do you normally advise to your clients what to do? So, yeah, of course, there's what I recommend you do. So there's, two, there's two parts. There's like thought leadership, personal brand, using a social media because you enjoy it as an individual. That's one section. And then the other part of it, how can you build your business? So I'll kind of, I'll try to answer both. Uh, I'll answer them both together. 
So first off, it's attention is everything. And as a marketer, in order to get business or even, I guess, even if you're just doing social media for fun, Facebook or whatever, you want to get attention. So first off, you should be posting every single day. There's no exception. There's no, I mean, whatever, a work day, let's just say, right? Posting almost every single day, there's no exception. The other thing is there's, I'll tell you a little secret about LinkedIn. So LinkedIn and Facebook are the only platforms where I connect with you and now we both follow each other. Not Twitter, you just follow the other person. There's, it's not reciprocal. Same for Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, so on and so forth. Facebook, you actually connect with someone, they become a friend, and then you both follow each other. But LinkedIn is the only platform you can send a message to a total stranger, connect with them, and now they're following you. They didn't even know who the hell you were. And you say, I want to connect because of X, Y, Z, whatever. You give a good reason. And then, and they'll almost always connect, right? As long as you're not spam. And now they're following you. And that's really special. So you can actually build a following by connecting with people. It's getting harder and harder to do as the platform matures. People are getting more picky and rejecting more connection requests for people they don't know. So that's why I have it sending a message if you don't know them or if you're not engaging with them already another, on a post or something, even if visibility to them already, you know, in general was good practice. So that's one thing you should do is to gain followers and then post every day and be in front of them. And then now with LinkedIn stories, you should be trying to put up a few stories a day. And it's much easier than you think because at least stories, you see the trick isn't to create fresh content. You don't have to make pretty graphics and all that like a lot of people do on Instagram. In fact, I, I tend to stay away from that. The, the goal isn't to create value. The goal is to document, mm-hmm. right? So what you're doing, what you're working on, who you're speaking with. So right before we went live, I took a picture of our profile, mm-hmm. your, your LinkedIn profile, and I added to the story. I tagged you. You probably didn't see it because it was right before you, we joined the call. And I'm just documenting what my day is. Mm-hmm. But this recording will go into a post because it's value, it's content. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason not to document what you're doing. You can do it all the time. It's also sometimes what I love is sometimes you have a thought, uh, it's great about stories. You think about something and you're like, huh, that's interesting. And like, it's not relevant to share with anyone, it's just a thought. That's what I love about stories is I can share that thought mm-hmm. and get feedback and find out if I'm crazy, which I am, or if other people think that like, hey, you're onto something or I thought that too or whatever. And you can build off of it. So it's actually really cool. So um, I would say really to get the most out of LinkedIn is you should be posting every day, uh, whatever it is. Try to put up like two stories a day also, if you can, and be authentic to yourself. If anyone comments on your post, always reply. Mm-hmm. I often think hitting the like button as acknowledging isn't enough. I really feel like 90% of the time, they went out of the way on your post to comment, you should reply. Because mm-hmm. it's also good for the algorithm. Comments do very well. So, mm-hmm. you know, but make sure to, you know, so it's, it's important to do that. I mean, if someone's coming and showing you love, you know, someone's saying, you know, Show them some love back, especially if it's on, it's on your posts, not theirs. Mm-hmm. So even, even more so. That's kind of how I see it. And now we can reach out to people. It's a great way. Personally, it's my happy place in the internet because there's all the things that I don't like about Facebook, the family stuff, the baby pics, which is great, but I'm not interested in seeing so many of them. That's all of it. The, the vanity is all gone. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's left with everything I love personal development, connection with humans. Um, and now with the stories, like what you're doing during the day, it's actually become like the, like my favorite place to be on the internet. Okay. So that's really interesting. So you're saying document whatever, whatever you do on the stories, uh, share value on the post. And um, I would be curious, how much time do you spend on LinkedIn on a daily basis? Not that much, to be honest. I really don't. I don't let myself. So I do stories on my morning walk. I go for a 40 minute morning walk. I do the stories for five minutes. Mm-hmm. So that have been on my mind. And then I don't check LinkedIn. 
at all. Mm-hmm. And then I do a post, usually late morning. Mm-hmm. And then I might check back comments like 15 minutes later, reply to them. And then I'm not touching LinkedIn until nighttime. Mm-hmm. The only exception is if I were to go to LinkedIn, if I want to see profiles, right? So like, oh yeah, right. So I pulled up yours real fast just to see yours. I go on a client or prospecting, a prospecting call. All right, I want to pull up a profile. I'm hiring. So I want to see that. And I'm calling the referrals and see what they work with. So like for research or things like that. But when it comes to engaging, I mean, that's it. So it's like when I post and before I post, I scroll and I engage in other people's. I post and then they check back in later. I don't let it eat a second of my time. I'm probably, I'm on the platform 145 minutes a day. I mean, I spend hours in LinkedIn ads, but the LinkedIn, uh, the platform itself, you know, under 45 minutes a day, probably 45 minutes a day. Hmm. And just weekdays, weekends, I avoid it. It's healthy to have separation, even from things that you love. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, uh, that sounds really, uh, as, a, as a very interesting tip, you know, not being sucked into uh, the, the, the platform and not, you know, spending hours and hours doing, you know, just scrolling through the feed and doing basically. Yeah, nothing, I see right? people liking and commenting all the time. I'm like, how do you work? Like, when and where do you work, right? So it's like, you want to be on it. You want to be visible, but be visible and engage with other people and just, just do it in good measure. And, you know, if you block it out, you know what I mean? Like, so I'll also like uh, my morning coffee, I'll often like I'll scroll through the app. You know what I mean? Something like that. So also, uh, you know, a little bit too, I might do that too. <laughs> sure. You know, uh, time to time I get a question from, from uh, you know, my friends and, and business business colleagues and they're asking, you know, like uh, how to become more visible on, on LinkedIn. I don't mean posting, but, you know, they're posting already, but uh, somehow they don't get any engagement on their post. What would you, what would you suggest to them or what would you advise? Well, you want to grow your audience so more people see it, so you get more engagement. And as people like and comment, more people will like will see it. So that's the first thing. And then we're, a great way to do that, find people that are posting on similar subjects that have a lot of following and comment on their posts and comment something thoughtful. Like write three sentences. Hmm. And ideally you did it early on. So when they get their 10,000, 50,000 views, hmm. your bulk of them will see your comment. And it'll be the first. And then you'll get a lot of likes and replies and all that. And you'll get some connection requests. And with that, they'll become followers. And also, they might become followers. And then you'll get more people liking and engaging. Okay. The other thing is often sometimes what I do is um, I'll speak with the client and they'll make me think of something. Oh, that's some really good point. Or they made right about ads, whatever, what I, what I post, uh, things that I post about. And I'll make a post about it and I'll tag them and I'll send it over to them. If you like to turn your LinkedIn into a lead generating tool, you should consider to enroll in our LinkedIn business audit session. This 45 minute strategic call will give you answers you're looking for. We will show you a step-by-step strategy of what you need to do on LinkedIn in order to start generating business and land clients from your LinkedIn activities. Interested? Send your request to marketing at squaremotion.me or click on the link in the show notes of this podcast. Thank you. Is there any, t- any particular type of content you prefer? Like, do you like videos? Do you like polls? Um, you, mentioned, you mentioned about stories. Is there anything, any, any particular type of a content you, which you really like? Uh, I like things that are short. So I like stories. Polls I like because it's fast and questions are always loaded. People like want an answer, their bias, even the way they ask it. Kind of like, like, like political polls sometimes. But uh, I like short text. Personally, that's me. So, you know, if it's uh, under five sentences, I break my own rules, of course. Everyone does. I like it short and uh, easy to consume. And, you know, what's great about reading is you can do it at your pace. When it's sometimes video or audio, it was great about podcasts, right? 
if I'm speaking slow right now, you can play this one and a half to speed. Yeah. But when you're watching videos on LinkedIn, I can't speed it up. Mm. And that's a pain in the ass. So that's why I kind of avoid it on, you know, I'll consume videos on YouTube where I can speed it up or Spotify. But uh, generally speaking, I don't have patience to watch videos on YouTube. <laughs> Okay, that's uh, that's interesting. Interesting. So I wouldn't, I shouldn't ask you about LinkedIn Live then. No, I go live all the time. Oh, are you? Okay. I go live once a week. Yeah, I've had live for three years now. <laughs> I go live a lot. So I mean, I love LinkedIn Live because people get the push notifications that you're going live. Mm -hmm. Which also, if you if you want to go live too often, people will end up unfollowing you. Which I've learned when people say, "Yo, I can't see these notification push notifications to their mm -hmm. phone." So they're like, you're my client anyway. I'm unfollowing you. I, I got everything I need out of you. I'm paying you. Um, but uh, no, I do go live regularly. What I love about live is that we can bring in questions in real time. And I pull them up on the screen and we address them. So as we speak, people might be asking about certain things about, you know, any comments about polls, about videos, about forums, about, you know, engaging, what kind of pose to comment on. And we can elaborate. We can go deep. And we can let the audience choose how we go. And that's just great. And there's also something fun about being, right? We're bringing people into the conversation if it's alive. When it's pre-recorded, it's not. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what about, what about articles? I mean, would, would you spend some time on articles or, or we, should, we should completely, you know, cross it off? Um, I know some people have success with it because there's like alphas and betas to get like thousands of people like reading here. But I think I'm a big believer in your blog should be on your website as a marketer, mm -hmm. right? As a LinkedIn first agency, putting it on LinkedIn, that's where people are. But like in general, it's my same feelings about medium.com. Also because we do a lot of SEO. But unfortunately, uh, I find the content to be fluffy mm -hmm. with very wide appeal. And me personally, that bores me. I know for most people it doesn't because those get a lot more engagement. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. But me, uh, I personally, not a big fan. Uh, you can't get good engagement on it. You can't get notifications. Like if you have subscribers, your newsletters, when you do, that's very valuable to get attention. So uh, I, feel, I feel good and bad. I, I pros, there are pros and cons. I'm torn. I'm not going to give you a definite answer on that one. Okay. Joel, I wanted to ask you um, another question. Especially now, I feel there is a lot of digital noise. How to break through the noise? You know, what, what, would, you, what would you suggest to stand out, you know, to be heard, to be, to be visible? So I think the thing is that have, taking strong opinions and sharing things that you're thinking, even if you're not 100% sure in them. I know that sounds crazy. But the problem is that most people's posts, just like most ads, they're very boring. There's no pain point. There's no emotion. Mm -hmm. None. So I think that's the biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. I, I, think a lot more, uh, I think a lot more emotion is needed. So you don't mind to poke people or to post some, uh, some of your opinion, which might be kind of like, a, I would say, borderline or something like that? Would, would that be your, your suggestion? Oh, I 100% would. I do it regularly. I don't, I don't post about politics or anything like that or anything that would be offensive. But if you want people to talk about you and you want to be the center of attention, you need to say things some people will disagree with. So they can say, did you see what Yoel said? And then they start talking about you. And it's better to be talked about even though they can disagree, right? So that's good, that's good stuff. That's good attention to have. So I always try to go, I mean, if you can go controversial or not controversial, if you have strong opinions, share them. It's very powerful. And people understand, and a lot of people find, oh, that's insightful, that's unique. I never heard of that. And they understand that you think differently. You're not like all the other zombies on LinkedIn. <laughs> okay. What do you think they're the, they're the main mistakes people are making on LinkedIn? Or what, what okay, uh, let me put it in a different way. What irritates you 
on LinkedIn? I mean, I mean from the community of the people? I mean, I won't say it's people, but I, I would like to see some improvements in algorithms or I can choose my own algorithm. That would be great. Mm -hmm. Like in Facebook, right? I can say I want to see this person's post first. People ask me all the time, you know, I always want to see your post first. And they, and you know, sometimes they see them, sometimes they don't. But um, really nothing. I mean, if things bother me, they like I unfollow them. I have some pet peeves sometimes, but it's more like headline. I think a lot of people, they have um, where they write like they're like ex Google or like ex Facebook. I never understood that. I get it kind of like you work there, you know, like or things like that. Like, I don't know. I don't talk about my ex-girlfriends, you know, in my, <laughs> in, in my status on Facebook. So it's like, I, I think it's like weird. I was like, it was like you're, are you insecure? We are. I always thought that, always thought, found that headline to be strange. I don't know. I know, um, I know you have one, but at the end of the name, it helps with spam to have it in the front of your name. I find sometimes emojis to be like, like generic, unless some people have like, if it's part of your personality, I like it. You know, I saw a woman, she had like, some like red brown branding and she had like red lipstick as an emoji at the end of her name. Mm -hmm. I think it went with her branding. I thought that was really good. But this is just my per this is just me personally. I mean, I like I said, I have strong opinions. I don't think I share them with anybody. I think they're just me. I do my own thing. Also, sometimes is um some people in the service industry, if their clients succeed in something, they'll kind of like take credit, steal their thunder. Like if a client got funding, let's say, or something like that instead of congratulating and elevating them, they would try to link to their success of their funding. Mm -hmm. And even though if you played a minor part, and you should, but it's kind of weird that you're trying to like steal their thunder, so to speak. There's a way to do it properly by totally giving all the respect and the accolades and you know what I mean, to the party that had some PR to write your client without saying that, without taking anything away from them mm -hmm. and elevating you by being a giver mm -hmm. in, to them in that post at the same time. I think that's, there's an art to that. I think many people, they're just always trying to steal other people's thunder. That pisses me off. I mean, I just, I see people in the service industry would do that a lot. Um, I mean, it's right. So this is people like everyone does this, not everyone, but it's very common. I mean, that bothers me. Also, oh, here's something I don't understand. It doesn't bother me. I think it's comical. When a competitor's like stalking your LinkedIn profile, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I, think I think they want to see my activity. That's the only thing I can think of. I was like, I don't know why you're, I don't know why you're coming to my profile every week, but yeah, it's not a good look. I think there's an old Chinese proverb. I don't know how it goes, but they, it goes some, something like that. You know, whenever somebody's copying you, that's actually flattery uh, that you're doing something right. So, so perhaps. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Oh, don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. I have haters. And that's the great things about being controversial. See, if you take a strong position, you're going to have a lot of people coming out against you. And then those people talk about you also means you're doing something right. Okay. We were talking about, about your work with your, with your clients. We were talking about, about elevating them uh, if something goes, goes right. And actually, I wanted to ask you, what is your biggest accomplishment, which you're really proud of, um, you know, in the in sphere of LinkedIn and LinkedIn advertising and lead generation on LinkedIn? Um, I would think I have a first mover. I, I, they go together. I'm a big believer in like first mover advantage. I'm always adapting to all, all of the new tools, the new advertising, the new features, and I go all in. Right. So I've already written two blogs on LinkedIn stories, for example, and it just rolled out here in Israel uh, less than two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, that, that's what I really like. That's kind of how I stand out is, you know, I'm always using them and then I'm always expressing and sharing my opinions on them. And I'm being honest. So like, even though I love LinkedIn, like I'll be honest about the bugs, you, you know what I mean? And, and all of the issues like we had, we were messaging 
And you were like, oh, maybe, or just get my message. Maybe there's a LinkedIn message problem. And I sent you a screenshot that they had you as two different conversations. I mean, two conversations at the same time. And I was like, wait a minute, is this guy spam and setting from two profiles? So I checked, I went to like the profile both. It was the same profile with the same URL. And I'm like, it's another LinkedIn bug. And they're two different conversations. So yeah. when I messaged you today, I messaged to both conversations. I don't know what and if you'll get. So, I mean, I'm very open with my own flaws. If you haven't tell, like I'm a very flawed individual like everyone. And I'm open about uh, the flaws of LinkedIn. I'm open about all the flaws of the things in my life because I want them to improve, not as a way of criticism, but kind of just like, it's just human nature. Things aren't perfect. So I know a lot of people always like bitching about LinkedIn, like, oh, they did this wrong. Oh, you can't do this and this and stories. I was like, they're trying to bring their, you know, their minimal viable product out so we can use it, test it and give them the feedback. Hmm. I think it's great. I understand other than everything we want. I understand when it comes to a platform, they have a feature gap to close with other leading platforms in a sense. And they need to kind of discover and develop their own voice. I think that's awesome that they do that. But like, I'll complain like, well, you know, in a fun tongue in cheek way, knowing that actually they're, they actually been doing a really good job, I think, since Microsoft acquired them. They're full of bugs. I know that. But all things considered, uh, so, you know, I'll, I'll talk about these things openly, but not in a way of putting them down or mocking them or anything. Actually, I, I think these, they're having the correct bugs in a way. You know what I mean? They're like failing forward. Hmm. <laughs> your, what, uh, what is your stand uh, on... A LinkedIn automation or actually automation on LinkedIn because that's not LinkedIn automation but uh, where, where do you stand because I know it's kind of gray area for in many in many ways um, what what is your opinion about automation on LinkedIn so for organic I mean I'm strongly against it well if you're scheduling posts automate that is fine if you're doing connect you're talking about connections and messaging people I'm generally against it if you want to do automate at scale use the in-mail the ads which is under dollar delivery, under 50 cents of delivery, and you can target who you want also. I understand why people do it. I understand it. I totally do. But do it manually. I mean, there's a lot of cheap labor that can do it manually for you for free. And then you don't come up with bots. And like I said, you have the emoji in the beginning of your name, so I know when they automatically grab your first name. You know if it's a bot because of the emojis in the first name, in the beginning of your name. Yes. So it wouldn't just say VTech. It would have the, the cool target. Yeah. The, the target emoji vtex so you know if it was a bot or not or if it was automated or if it was a human so <clears throat> that's like uh i think that's a great i know other people do that too so i um i'm generally like uh i'm against it pretty strongly i think if you really like if you're a struggling startup and you really need to get leads and you know you can define these audiences then you can pay someone very inexpensively uh, even in the third world that can do an excellent job at doing outreach for you you can get a human being to do it and I think that's much better than automated. And I think people are getting much better at re sniffing, sniffing bullshit. You know what I mean? You, you see it a lot and then and, and you start to get used to it. Okay. I, I also wanted to ask you, ask you about, um, uh, you were talking about LinkedIn lead generation. Tell me, tell me if somebody is starting on the platform right now, for example, and uh, come across you, your company, uh, what that person needs to do, or what, what would you, what would be your advice uh, for the first, for the, for the, you know, um, first month or, or so? What, what they can, what they can do, what they should do on LinkedIn? Well, of course, the first thing they should do is follow me and follow my company, Wadi Digital, W A D I Digital, and then you should engage extensively. That's what you should do. But in addition to doing that, <laughs> my post and the company's post, uh, you should put out content. If you just got on, I usually say like. You should try 
get connections. So import your emails, import your other thing. You should try to get the 500 connections, right? Of, of people you know, and you probably have more than that many friends on Facebook. And then you can connect to people you don't know in your office and a bunch of other people that you meet. Anyone you hold a meet, you're in a meeting with, you don't need to send a message if I had a meeting with you, right? If you and I had, whatever it is, or we were even like a tag on a meeting, you were there, I can send you a connection request. You don't even need to send a message for that, I, in my opinion. Um, I would just, just to get the 500 connections, I would make sure your headline's correct, not your job title, your headline. This is what it looks okay. like when you comment. So when you engage on content, there are four things that show up, right? You have your picture, mm -hmm. you have your name, you have your connection, like first, second, third, how you're connected to the person consuming, and your headline. And this is your gravitas. This is who you are, right? So I'm looking at your profile. Your headline is helping you to generate leads on LinkedIn, right? Dubai's number one LinkedIn video marketing expert. This is your gravitas. So when you speak about leads, LinkedIn, helping, video. Now, when you comment about those topics, you have more gravitas than it just said marketer, right? Let's just say, right? Or lead gen or whatever, having all that. So know that when you're engaging, you're not just bringing your face, your, your picture and your name, you're also bringing your headline with you. And that's how you speak to authority. And that's kind of what separates you from everyone else. Mm -hmm. So make sure you have a good headline. That's the most important thing and get the 500 connections is usually what I would do, which should be people, you know, in real life. Right. And then, um, and post daily and understand that uh, you're not going to get a lot of engagement. But here's the funny thing. Engagement, it's important to help other people see it. And it's a vanity metric in a sense, likes, at least comments is different. It's actually conversational. But the views is really what matters and who sees it. Because I have people reach out to me all the time that say, hey, yo, I've been following you for a few years and I want to work with you. And I have no idea who they are. They never liked the post, mm. right? Last Sunday was uh, Yom Aliyah. It's Israel's national immigration day, right? For Jews to immigrate back to Israel. Mm. And I'm an immigrant and almost our entire company except one person is an immigrant. And um, so like I made a post. So for all immigrants to Israel, I'm offering a free LinkedIn profile over, overview. So I've I had over 25 people reach out so far that I'm scheduling over the next few weeks, 15 minute calls. And then I'll go, these people are reaching me out. And I noticed only one third of them liked or commented on the post. <laughs> they messaged me. I was like, I was like, even it's like the chutzpah, you know? It's like, so a lot of people, and it's normal because we all do this on some platforms, right? LinkedIn, I'm not a lurker, but Twitter, I'll lurk. And Instagram, maybe I'll lurk sometimes, right? But I don't spend a lot of time on it. But, but like, so we all lurk. And on LinkedIn, I think people lurk the most. So like, keep in mind, a lot of people are viewing and consuming your content and even discussing it and privately sending it to other people in messenger and will never engage with it. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about likes and comments, just keep posting. Sure. And when, when would you think is the best time to start with, with advertising on LinkedIn? I mean, no matter what, you should immediately make a company page, make a campaign manager and install the insight tag that costs no money to get that data that I talk about, you know, the demographics of people that visit your website or certain pages. If you have a big enough of an audience, I would, you could start with remarketing. So, you know, it would have, you know, 500 unique visitors to your website or something, a thousand unique visitors a month, do some remarketing. And that's how I would first dip your toes in. Mm -hmm. You don't know, need just to kind of feel it and see it and maybe test. That's the first place to start because the people are already familiar with your brand. Yeah. And just even like 10 bucks a day because remarketing might not even be a large audience. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're small, because you're just starting, you're implying that they're a smaller company. So, I mean, that's how I would start. 
yeah, and and then from there, when you start to play around with the platform, try another campaign with just job titles and certain companies. Joel, is it is it important to to actually put some emphasis on a company page and uh, what you post as a content on a company page? Because obviously, many times the company page, the engagement is is way way lower than the, than the personal pages, right? Yeah, this is uh, this is this is a great question. It's a really good question. Good. There's no great answer. I'll give you a great answer anyway. Um, <laughs> you should put your focus and your content and value on your person, on yourself. Because you're a person, you may change companies. You might, even if you own the company, you might pivot. So make it on you. You want that follower to be associated with you. That being said, I still think the page, so what we do is we'll have things about employee. If you tag your company, you can, the company can then share that post, only if you tag them. Other than that, you can, they can't share an individual's post, only they're tagged. So you can work them in. So today we had a new employee she started. So I wrote a nice post elevating her because she's awesome. And I tagged the company so the company went and shared it. But what I do share in the company is uh, industry-related news once a week, something about marketing, B2B, LinkedIn, advertising, lead gen, demand gen, that isn't from my website for the most part, right? Because it's every day. We don't have a, right, might have a, a, a few blogs a, week, a month. Um, so we share that content and I'll share some person, some company talk content when we tag them. Also, we have, even though we're only like 12 people, everyone's an admin of our LinkedIn page and everyone's encouraged to post whatever they want and to even do stories of LinkedIn. So I, I do think getting more people involved in your LinkedIn, let them know that you can have your voice extend beyond people that know you. I feel like you should let anyone from your company make posts and stories in particular. Um, I think you should let them do that. I think you should get it for a free range, in my opinion. Awesome. You're, there's so many things we, we can still talk about. Uh, I would like to draw towards towards the end of this of this podcast. And before we go, I would like to ask you, because you shared with us a lot of, lot of valuable stuff, a lot of strategies. Um, um, where can people go to find you? I probably, I think, I think you would say in <laughs> on the LinkedIn. That's 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 right. But um, you know, where else they can find a little bit more about you and what you do in terms of LinkedIn advertising and lead generation on LinkedIn? Sure. Uh, go to LinkedIn and search Yoel Israel. Y O E L. Last name Israel, like the country. And uh, you should find me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll you'll see this handsome face. And uh, send me a connection request. Let, let me know specifically if you if you found out from here. And if anyone has any questions, let me know. We also wrote up um, uh, like a masterclass, like a huge like checklist with screenshots of do's and don'ts for your profile. Mm-hmm. So if you're new and you really want to radically improve your profile, send me a message. I'll send it to you for free. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you very much once again. It was absolutely fantastic talking to you about um, all these um, um, features on, on the LinkedIn and all what you do. I, I really admire what you do and it's, it's, uh, it's really great to, to chat with you today. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you, VTech, and thank you to your audience. Keep up the great work. Love what you're doing for our platform. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure that you subscribe to our LinkedIn Smart Podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcast. We would really appreciate it. Thank you and see you next time. Be LinkedIn Smart. LinkedIn Smart Podcast was brought to you by Square Motion, a video marketing agency in Dubai. Need an engaging LinkedIn video? Go to squaremotion.me.